0: Ross Tucker football podcast. It is a finish strong Friday. It is a winner's Friday. And it is our first picks Friday of the 2022 NFL season. What does that mean if you're new? It means I will give you my picks straight up for every single game in the NFL, already 1 0 with the Buffalo Bills victory over the L.A. Rams last night. We'll get into that momentarily. Every Friday, I'll go over the Thursday night game. Then I'll give you all of my picks for week one in the NFL or whatever week we're on at that week. And I'll usually give out winners, except you can tell it's week one for me as well because I just realized I forgot to pick a spread the word winner via social media. So the good news is, You still have time. At Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a Facebook person. I'm just telling you right now. I'm going to pick them on Monday. Facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Somebody that likes that page. Facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. It's like a a business page or, I don't know, fan page. I'm going to pick one of you guys as a spread the word winner sponsor confirmation email winner lots of sponsors you can send my way symbol which is amazing um that's a great concept by those guys i'm jealous and then of course simply safe lots of sponsors over on the sponsor page over at rostucker.com love doing the youtube shout out for somebody youtube.com slash Tucker nfl and we are racking up the patrons right now shout out Today to David Mount, one of the most recent patrons, Patreon.com/slash RT Media that signed up. I know most of them probably just want to see the even money bets in black and white. That's fine. I think you're gonna enjoy being a part of the private Slack channel. I think you're gonna enjoy the other Tuckheads. I think you're gonna enjoy being part of the family. I think you're gonna stick around hopefully for years. So I'll get you guys the winners on Monday. Let's first though talk about last night's winner it's big show time the big show
1: tied 10-10 at halftime the bills open it up in the second half three touchdowns for josh allen the final there 31 to 10
0: right and they were clearly the better team i thought bry throughout the game in fact it's pretty remarkable that they win by 21 with four turnovers you know, they had um, a horrible drop by Isaiah McKenzie that Lewis, the linebacker for the Rams, intercepted. He basically handed him the ball. And I think I said on Twitter, at Ross Tucker NFL, that this is one of those plays where if you're just following along to the play-by-play, like on your phone rather than actually watching the game, you think Josh Allen threw a pick when, in fact, he uh, threw a perfect ball to Isaiah McKenzie. They also had two soft fumbles. I mean, James Cook fumbled on his first carry ever. I thought that um, wasn't was even a great play by Nick Scott. I'm I'm still not even sure how James Cook fumbled that one. I thought Zach Moss had a pretty bad fumble as well. And Josh Allen did have one bad pick. I thought it was an excellent play by Tyrone Hill. Uh, You know, Allen was a little bit late to throw the ball. Tyrone Hill jumped it. And the Bills still won by 21. Just Just... You know, I'm kind of going to go back and forth in terms of the flow of the game and some of my takeaways because while I'm taking notes during the game for you guys, I'm 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 taking notes on some of the plays that happen, but I'm also taking notes on some of the things that are going on. I got to tell you, Aaron Donald is incredible. I mean, absolutely incredible. Now, I thought he wore down during the game. And I don't think he played as well in the second half as he did in the first half. And and if you, to the naked eye, you know, he didn't make that many plays. I think he had one sack. So you might sit there and think, oh, he didn't have that much of an impact. If you watch him every play and see how explosive he is and how close he gets to a pressure when Allen's getting rid of the ball in like a second and a half, it's really just something to, to marvel. I mean, I I watched him on a lot of the plays. I would watch him for the first second or two, and then I'd watch the rest of the action, which, by the way, is how like my, my family used to do it when I was a player, right? They'd watch me first to make sure I was okay and I got my guy. Then they'd watch the rest of the play. The Bills, at the start of each half, absolutely marched on long drives down the field with, with I thought, terrific play calling which is important, right? Because the Bills lost their offensive coordinator, Brian Dayball. He went to the Giants as the head coach. So there's a little bit of a question like, Ooh, what happens if they lose Dayball? That, that could be bad. It, you know, How bad is it if they lose Dayball? Can Dorsey pick up where Dayball left off? I think the answer is yes. I mean, they didn't punt the ball once. They scored 31 points, had four turnovers. So very, very good early sign. For Ken Dorsey as the play caller uh, because they went right down the field for that touchdown. Then they had the McKenzie interception that I mentioned and the Cook fumble. And after Cook fumbled, Stafford returned the favor uh, with a terrible throw to Higby. Stafford was not great. You know, he had um, a couple of interceptions that were unlike Josh Allen had one bad throw. Uh, But really, it was a good play by Tyrone Hill. Allen was just late. Stafford had some misses. I mean, he had a terrible throw to Higby. Collinsworth said that they fooled him. I don't know how they fooled him. He knew where he was going with the ball. He just made a terrible throw to Tyler Higby that the Bills then took for a field goal after that. I thought it was notable and important moving forward that the Bills were winning the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. The Bills were better up front, both sides of the ball. They actually ran it effectively at times. I thought they pass protected pretty well. They ran it effectively. And defensively, Von Miller had two tremendous sacks. He's a difference-making player. Ed Oliver was playing well until he hurt his ankle. And how about Jordan Phillips? Jordan Phillips turns into Superman when he's in a Bills uniform. Jordan Phillips was a monster. If Jordan Phillips and Ed Oliver play like that all year, the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl. That was really impressive. I'll tell you who else jumped out to me. About rookie sixth round pick out of Villanova, Christian Benford. A rookie sixth-round pick out of Villanova. You've got to be kidding me that he was able to play that well. I mean, it was really, really impressive for the Bills to see a rookie six-round pick out of the FCS play as well as he did. The Rams did have a nice drive um, after the Bills kicked that field goal to go up 10 nothing, and the Rams nice drive. They had a fourth down pickup um, to cup, and then – a Cooper Cup touchdown. Cooper Cup's just incredible. By the way, I tweeted last night at Ross Tucker NFL what makes Cooper Cup so good, and it was like uh, sneaky athletic, uh, gym rat, um, student of the game. It was all like the cliches for like a white wide receiver like that, and people were like, this is by it. Like, it it's unbelievable the inability of some people to sense sarcasm. Like, unbelievable. Like, yeah, it was a joke, clearly. Thankfully, those of you that listen or watch this show, you already knew that because you knew that that would be a joke. Anyway, then Josh Allen had that late throw to Crowder. Troy Hill picks it, and all of a sudden it's 10-10. And you're thinking, okay, all right, 10-10. What's going to happen now? Well, what's going to happen now is the Bills marched on that first drive of the second half. Again, O-line doing great work. Josh Allen had a run or two. Singletary had a run or two that was good. Led to a McKenzie touchdown, 17-10. Another sack by Von Miller. Um, and then the Bills scored on a Josh Allen rushing touchdown. I'm a little bit nervous about Josh Allen running as much as he does. I love Josh Allen running. Visually, I don't want Josh Allen to get hurt. I don't want that to happen. I think he needs to be a little bit more judicious with some of the shots that he takes. But he's had a rushing touchdown where he skied through the air after he threw a bomb to Gabe Davis. Then Stafford threw another interception. He's trying to do like a no-looker to Cooper Cup. That backfired. Bills pick him off again. Josh Allen throws a bomb to Diggs for a touchdown. And he beat Jalen Ramsey. And at that point, it's just, bam, the, uh, the game was over. Cooper Cup remains a machine. I mentioned Jordan Phillips. 31-10, the Buffalo Bills. Very, very impressive. Almost as impressive, quite frankly, as the fact that if you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code ROSS, you get $200 in free bets instantly. Think about that. If you place a $5 bet this Sunday using the code Ross, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL, you get $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, they have that crazy promotion in which if your team is leading by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid out right away. So if you think your team is going to get off to a hot start and then lose – You can still get paid out anyway for your bet. Tux Takes.
1: All right, a couple of news items before we get to the picks. Uh, One, including a report that Aaron Donald sent the Rams a retirement letter this offseason. And the other is the Saints signed center Eric McCoy to a big money extension.
0: Right. Eric McCoy is probably a top five center. And you can't pay everybody, in fairness to the Saints. And Chauncey Gardner-Johnson wanted a lot more than the Saints were willing to play ball with. So McCoy, I think in large part, was the beneficiary of that. And the Saints highly value offensive linemen. They wanted to keep him in the fold. So good for Eric McCoy, good for the Saints. As usual, when I see like a center or a guard get paid that much money, I do have a little bit of a conversation with myself about why I couldn't have been a little bit of a better player. Would have been really nice. As for Aaron Donald sending the Rams a retirement letter, that is a ploy that, I I don't know, I guess the Rams fell for. You do not have to send in retirement papers. There's no such thing. A year after you are deemed to be done playing, you are retired. Now, I think Aaron was still under contract. So maybe if you're under contract and you don't want to get fined, you have to let them know that you're retiring Uh, So that's a little bit different, but that was still just a a contract ploy. Aaron Donald was never really going to retire.
1: Want to know which team is going to win every single game on Sunday? Then listen up. All right, let's start with the Saints at the Falcons.
0: I got to go with the Saints. Now, listen, I do think the Falcons will be a little bit better than other people think they're going to be. I, I was impressed by what they did in the preseason. But I still think the Saints are a better team. It's a huge rivalry. It'd be a, Let's be honest. It'd be a real bad loss for the Saints if they lost this game. Uh, they're not going to. Give me the New Orleans Saints to win this one. Very curious about the score here. I'm going to say that it's something like I, I think the Saints defense is pretty good. I'm going to say 23-13, New Orleans. I I like the Saints to win by two scores. 23-13, the Saints. Cleveland Browns, Carolina Panthers. This, to me, is kind of a toss-up game. I'm going to lean Carolina for two reasons. Number one, they're playing at home. Number two, Baker Mayfield's better than Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett is not a great quarterback based on what i've seen i think pretty clearly the browns will try to run the crap out of the ball with chubb and hunt try to play good d so they're going to play in some low scoring games including this one so i think this ends up being you know like 17-14 Carolina. How about that? Because I think the the Browns' defense is pretty good, and I've got some concerns about the Panthers' offensive line still. So I'm going low. 17-14 Carolina over the Browns.
1: San Francisco at Chicago.
0: So the unknown of how Trey Lance will perform Makes me a little bit nervous, a little bit. But I I still think the Bears are going to struggle this year. Man, you look at their depth chart and their offensive line against the Niners' D-line might be as big of a mismatch as there is this week. This could be rough, bro, really rough for the Bears' O-line and for Justin Fields. I think the Niners win the game 23-13. to 13. I think they win by 10. Is that maybe the same score I said for the Saints and the Falcons. I can't remember. But I'm going to go 23-13. The Niners win. And, in fact, Bri, I'm going to lock them up. Your survivor slash knockout slash whatever you call it pick of the week.
1: Next game, it's the Steelers and the Bengals.
0: So I think the Bengals win the game. But if you listen to the Even Money podcast, I think it's a close game. Um, I do. I think the Steelers, because of Trubisky's legs, I think they're going to use them. Because, quite frankly, they're not all that worried about Trubisky getting hurt. And because of that, I think they're going to utilize Trubisky's legs to try to help out the O-line, to try to help out the run game. And I think that is sort of an equalizer I do think they're pretty good defensively, are the Steelers. I'm going to give the Bengals the benefit of the doubt. And I have more faith in Burrow in a close game late than I do in Trubisky. So I'm going to say that it's 24-23 that the Bengals win this game. But this is a close, awesome game in my mind.
1: Philadelphia Eagles, Detroit Lions.
0: Another good game. Um, I think the Eagles are the better team. I think the Eagles will win. There's a lot of unknown with week one. I'll tell you this much right now. There are going to be surprises in week one. Maybe some major surprises. What I will remind you is it's just one week. Because all of these coaching staffs have been working up new schemes, new plans for this year. And included in that is new ways to use certain players right so as a result i think that there's a chance that maybe let, let for example maybe the bills have a, or maybe the lions have a really good plan for this game you know and they can do a great job utilizing dj chark and people aren't expecting it or whatever and maybe the eagles have a plan for aj brown maybe it's not good so there's a chance the lions win the game um and that could happen in any of these games but i think the eagles are the better team I think that they are poised and ready. And most importantly, with Frank Ragnow missing practice yesterday, Eagles are the healthier team. So I like the birds to get this one done. I think it's 23-17, the Eagles.
1: Indianapolis Colts at the Houston Texans.
0: So there's some wild stats about the Colts being really bad in openers, which I find interesting, but ultimately – Insignificant. How many of those openers that they lost was Matt Ryan, their quarterback? Answer none. So doesn't really bother me. Doesn't really matter. The Colts are the better team. I do like the what some of the things the Texans are doing with their O-line, with Damian Pierce, with Davis Mills. I don't think it's enough to beat the Colts. Look at the Texans defense. Who are some of these guys? Indianapolis 27, Houston 27. 20.
1: New England Patriots at the Miami Dolphins.
0: Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins going to win. So I just think the Dolphins are the better team. I mean, you look at the personnel. If the Patriots win this game, it's because Belichick outcoaches McDaniel because or maybe Tua has a terrible game because based on everything I can see, the Dolphins have the better team. It's looking like – I feel pretty confident the Patriots are going to be third in their division, which is not a great look for them in terms of trying to go where, you know, trying to have another playoff season. I like the Dolphins to win this game. I'm confident the Patriots' defense will play pretty well. I'm just not sure the Patriots will score that many points. Twenty to 17 Dolphins.
1: Baltimore Ravens at the New York Jets.
0: So this is supposedly the deadline today for Lamar Jackson, but he said probably, which also means maybe not. You know, I don't blame him if he wants a Deshaun Watson contract. I don't blame the Ravens if they don't do it. If if he doesn't, if if he if if he won't take anything less than that, that makes me very nervous for him. I've discussed this. But if I'm the Ravens, then I let him play this year for $23 million. I franchise tag him the next couple of years, and then see where you're at. I mean, Three years is a long time to have him as your quarterback. So the worst-case scenario for the Ravens is a lot better than the worst-case scenario for Lamar Jackson. Joe Flacco gets a start for the Jets. <clears throat> Man, I'd be surprised if the Jets beat the Ravens with Joe Flacco as quarterback. I know they were hyping him up. I know they said he did some good things, you know, this preseason. But I just think the Ravens are the better team. I think they're the healthier team, although I don't think Edwards plays or Dobbins. I don't know about Ronnie Stanley. So as Dr. Chow would tell you, the Ravens have a low six score. We're talking all this much about them getting all these guys back from injury. The problem is they're not all the way back. And so the Ravens are not a a terribly – healthy team, but I still think they win this game 24-13 to 13 by 11. In fact, you can go ahead, and if you need another team, maybe you have two entries or something, go ahead and lock up the Ravens.
1: Your survivor slash knockout slash whatever you call it, pick of the week. Jacksonville Jaguars at the Washington
0: Commanders. Kind of going back and forth on this game. I love what Joe Dolan said on the Fantasy Feast podcast about this being Doug Peterson revenge game. I'm going to take the Jags. I've got faith in Doug Peterson. There's always drama around Washington. I think Wentz will probably have a couple of bad plays, and I just think that the Jags are going to be a different team this year under Doug Peterson. I think they have a different belief – than they did with Urban Meyer, and I think that starts on Sunday. So call it a hunch, but they have better personnel, better receivers than last year, a better O-line. Lawrence should be better. Washington's without Brian Robinson, who they wanted to be their starting running back. I'm taking the Jags to get the upset win, 23-20. to 20. Let the doggies out, Brian. Crosses, underdog of the week. Giants, Titans. So this is a toss-up game to me. Now, because of the coaching advantage for Vrabel and because the game is in Tennessee, I'm going to go with the Titans to win it in a close, close game. But I think this could easily be a Giants game. If you listen to Even Money podcast, I like the Giants getting the points. I I have some faith in Brian Dayball. I think the Giants will be better. Saquon looked fresh and healthy to me, which is important. I think Dayball will do a better job of putting Daniel Jones in a position to succeed. And I think the Titans have taken a big step back. No A.J. Brown. Harold Landry hurt. That said, 21-20. Titans close game.
1: Kansas City Chiefs, Arizona Cardinals.
0: Chiefs, I mean Chiefs. Now there's a report out that Rondale Moore might not play. Bry, what a disaster the start of this season is for the Cardinals with. Kyler Murray contract issue no DeAndre Hopkins they've got some O-line issues they've got some health issues on defense now Rondale Moore might not play the Chiefs looked sweet in the preseason I think the Chiefs win and they might win going away 27-17 Chiefs Las Vegas
1: Raiders Los Angeles Chargers is that where you'll be Brian I
0: will be heading out there tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Oh, that's awesome! They got they have really nice press box food there at SoFi. Is it different between Chargers and Rams? Because I've only been out there for a Rams game.
1: No, I think it's it's the same. The stadium does a a really good job on both. I I didn't notice a difference.
0: Yeah, it's it's impressive. Need a full report on Monday. Um, I forgot to tell you guys by the way. Uh, UAB had really good food. They had peach cobbler. They need some vanilla ice cream, but they had peach cobbler and mac and cheese. I was impressed by UAB's food last Thursday. I'll be getting the famous Lichtenberg tailgate food at Army West Point tomorrow, uh, which probably means a filet sandwich at 915 in the morning, as God intended. As for the Raiders and the Chargers, ooh, um, Brian, I'm going to do it. I think it's going to be a really good game, but I think Josh McDaniels has some stuff up his sleeve. I think it's going to be a pro Raiders crowd. I think the Raiders have some matchup nightmares with Waller, Renfro and Devontae Adams. I think Max Crosby is going to make life miserable for new right tackle for the Chargers, Trey Pipkins. And I think the Raiders shock the world and get this win in one of the games of the day 24 23 raiders doggies underdog it, of the week
1: green bay packers at the minnesota vikings
0: the minnesota vikings right this is uh this is another game that man i got to go with the vikings I like Kevin O'Connell running the offense. I think he's going to have a really good plan. I think the Packers' offensive line has issues. I think – I don't know if Elton Jenkins and Bakhtiari play. If they do, I don't know how well they play. I think Zadarius Smith and Daniil Hunter are going to get after those guys. You know, no Devontae Adams. I feel like Christian Watson's been hurt, and I think Kirk Cousins – And that offense are going to be humming in Kevin O'Connell's offense. I like the Vikings to upset the Packers in week one. And I think it's going to be 27-24 Vikings. Another one where we let the doggies out, Brian. Ross's (laughs) underdog of the week.
1: Sunday night football Tampa Bay Bucks at the Dallas Cowboys.
0: Sometimes people say I don't pick enough upsets or I don't pick upsets. That's 3 straight up underdog wins this week already. Already. How about your boy? And I mean it. I never I always do what I would put a dollar on. I I never just do an upset just to do an upset. Bucks Cowboys awesome game. I like the Bucks you know, I know they have some interior O line issues, but I don't know that the Cowboys really have the right personnel to take advantage of it. I'm sure they'll try with Micah Parsons, try to get him one-on-one with Tyler Smith and McGovern. Uh, I'm sorry, with um, Robert Haynesy and Gedecky, the left guard, the rookie. They'll try to get Micah Parsons in those situations. We'll see if he can take advantage of it. Um, I know that the, the DNs for the Bucks, like Shaq Barrett, will be able to take advantage of Tyler Smith. I'm going with the Bucks for also all the other reasons you already know, right? I mean, come on. The Cowboys lost a lot. The Bucks have Tom Brady. If you haven't heard of him, wow. Welcome to the podcast. So glad to have you on Planet Earth and listening to the Ross Tucker football podcast. That's amazing. 24 uh it was pretty the high scoring last year, actually. 24 mm, 23, Bucks. Close game, but Brady gets it done late.
1: And finally, last but not least, Denver Broncos, Seattle Seahawks. Russ goes back to Seattle for Monday Night Football.
0: And I saw where Pete Carroll said he's going to leave the reaction to Russell Wilson returning up to the 12s. What are you talking about? The guy should get a standing ovation for what he did for that city and that franchise. And Pete Carroll should say, I would hope he would get a standing ovation for everything he did here. I mean, I I, I was disappointed in that comment by Pete Carroll. Very disappointed. Come on, Pete. The Broncos are going to win. I think they're going to win going away. I think they're the better team. I think Russell Wilson's motivated. I think it's 24 to 13 that the Broncos win. Um, in a major, major way. Shout outs are in order, Bri. They always are. Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, HumanheadNYC.com, Steakhouse Sports.com, Go-Bangles.com, Evergreen Economics, and myfrontpagestory.com. Story.com. We will be back bright and early on Monday morning. Enjoy all of the football. You know if you take a screenshot of me right at noon on CBS Sports Network tomorrow, or of you watching me, you will get the the vaunted retweet. So you can schedule that right now. And there's still plenty of shows to listen to. I know some of you didn't listen to the college draft to get ready for tomorrow. I know you, yeah, I'm talking to you. You didn't listen to Fantasy Feast. For, even if you're not into fantasy, Joe's breakdowns are phenomenal. Even if you're not into betting, Steve's way of looking at the games on the Even Money podcast is awesome i think we're done here thanks for listening to the ross tucker football podcast make sure to also subscribe to the fantasy feast even money business of sports and college draft all available at apple podcasts ross or wherever podcasts can be found